Vanderbilt business. Carolyn Gunther is a 2015 graduate of Owen's MBA program, a planning manager at Cisco in the Bay Area, and one of Forbes 30 Under 30 for the year 2017. She recently talked with Megan Nichols of the CMC about her career path to Cisco, the future of technology, and earning the recognition from Forbes. Hi everyone, this is Megan Nichols from the Career Management Center here with our 2015 Owen alum, Caroline Gunther. Thanks for being here, Caroline. Yeah, good to be back at Owen. Good, yeah, we're so happy to have you. Tell me about yourself, and I know you, of course, we spent a lot of time together when you were here as a student, um, but I'd love to have you tell our listeners about yourself, how you got to Owen, and then where you are now. Sure. So I uh, grew up in Boston and actually went to college in the UK at University of St. Andrews in Scotland. So I had a couple international experiences um, before Owen and spent a lot of time in China as well. Um, I then worked at the New York Stock Exchange in finance for three years before Owen. And coming out of that, decided to um, apply to business schools. I really liked the small size of Owen. You know, I was very interested in going to a school where the teachers were easily accessible. And when I came and visited here, I just really got a good sense of the students. Everyone seemed super happy and um, it really you know, you could tell there's this whole community here. So was very excited about coming here. Had a great experience my two years here. It went by so quickly. Can't believe it was already two years ago now that I graduated. So yeah, I guess that's kind of how I got to Owen. Awesome. So tell me about your internship experience when you were here and then how it got you to where you are now in your full-time role, yeah. which you've been in since you graduated yep. in 2015. Yep. So, you know, coming into Owen, I thought maybe I'd stay in finance, but I was kind of had no idea what I wanted to do and was I went to almost every info session in first year. Um, I remember my classmate helped to work at the info sessions and at the end of first year he's like, you need to just pick something because you've been to every single one of these. But, you know, I really um, like a lot of you probably didn't really know what I wanted to do. I went to everything from the finance sessions to oil and gas um, to everything in between. And Somewhere along the way, I decided I wanted to intern back in China for my internships. And, you know, I think the CMC told me I was a little crazy to do that because I knew full time I wanted to be back in the U.S. And it was just going to make things a little more difficult. But um, had a really great opportunity to go over with Reed. We did a China trek right before Christmas with actually with Emory Business School. And I think there was one other business school involved. And what was great about that was it was a really small group that went over and we met with alumni at different companies. And because we went with these other business schools, we had access to their alumni. And one of the places we went was Nike in Shanghai. And the CEO of Nike China was there. And I just started talking to him after the info session about my experience in China. I speak Chinese. I'd spent a lot of time over there, working over there. And, you know, at the end, he said, okay, send me your resume. I'll send it to the head of HR. So... Um, got really lucky that that panned out and I ended up interning. I did two internships because I was in China. I kind of arranged my own internships and they were very flexible in the timing. So I did, I think, six or seven weeks at a private equity firm in Beijing called Primavera Capital and then six or seven weeks at Nike on their corporate strategy team in Shanghai. Wow. So, so you were there for like almost 14 weeks, which a typical MBA internship is 10 weeks. So did you start, yeah. you, you started like right after school ended, I remember. Yeah, I started yeah. pretty early. I think I traveled for, in Burma for one week before, but I kind of went right over. And then I had a few weeks um, back home at the end. So it kind of worked out 
one way or another. But yeah, I was very lucky to get kind of two very different experiences. So second year, you decided you were obviously still going to explore full-time opportunities. Yeah. What was that like? And Yeah, so I think from doing those two different internships, what I really figured out was that I did not want to stay in finance and... I really loved the corporate culture at Nike. It's a place where everyone is just super passionate and excited and you can really feel this energy in the office. And they had, you know, the state of the art Olympic gym they just built. Um, So it's like little things like that. And I really liked the projects I worked on. And so coming back in a second year, I realized that corporate culture was really important to me where I was going. And um, I'd gotten involved with some um, startups through launching the venture and through Jumpstart Foundry. So kind of started focusing in on the tech industry as something I was interested at. So I'm going to stop you really quick. Yeah. Tell our listeners a quick summary of what launching the venture is. Sure. So launching the venture is a class here at Owen where you have the opportunity on day one, you pitch, everyone pitches a business idea. And then you're put into teams around the, everyone votes on kind of four or five of the top ideas and you're put into teams around those where you actually go through the process of starting a company and each week you do a different part of the business plan. And we, you know, had a really good group in that. It's a really awesome class. I highly recommend it with Michael Bertram. And, you know, I think you also get a lot of exposure to kind of the startup scene in Nashville through that class and through other opportunities with the Entrepreneurship Center. Great, thank you. So I'll let you get back on track. So we're involved with launching the venture in the startup community. Yeah, so kind of got involved with that also through some of Jermaine's um, introduction to entrepreneurship classes, which I highly recommend. And so kind of started focusing more on the tech industry as an area I was really interested in. And so then throughout second year interview, you know, the tech interview cycle is very late. We were joking yesterday in the panel, you kind of have to have nerves of steel because you know that's happening in mod four of second year and you're going to wait it out if you, um, you know, really want to work at a tech company. So yeah, I mean, did interviews a lot of different places in second year, but ended up finding out about Cisco through um, an MBA interview day called Day in the Bay, which we both went to yes. um, out in San Francisco, where you kind of do resume drop beforehand. I think I interviewed with Amazon, Apple, and Cisco, and yeah, kind of um, actually my future director interviewed me, and we just had a really good conversation, and I think... You know, Cisco is a huge global company with, you know, 60,000 employees. And I really liked the fact that it really tied in the my background in China to the work I was going to be doing. And the role that I do, it's called integrated business planning. And I basically, it's kind of a product management role within supply chain where I manage eight product families of enterprise and edge routers. And so, yeah, I mean... It wasn't necessarily a place I'd been targeting the whole two years and actually got my offer on graduation day, which is kind of ironic, but, uh, you know, (laughs) my family was happy. (laughs) Just in time. Exactly. Just in time. But it's ended up really exceeding my expectations. And I've had such a great experience at Cisco. I'm really grateful that I ended up there Um, and it's given me a lot of opportunities I wouldn't have otherwise. Do you use some of your language skills in your role there? Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is, so I do a lot of work with the Asia office, but everyone at Cisco speaks completely fluent English. So I think what I've realized about the China piece of my background is that what's much more valuable to employers is actually my cross-cultural knowledge and my knowledge of how to do business in China and how Chinese companies can do business in the U.S. um, and understanding the way a Chinese business person would 
you know, what they're really thinking. Because when it comes down to language skills, I, even though my Chinese is pretty good, it's never going to be as good as a native speaker. And there's so many amazing, talented native Chinese speakers now working in the U.S. and over there that I've just realized there's kind of a different skill set that people are interested in rather than the language skills. But it is still good to get to use it. I got to go um, back to China to our offices last year and go to Malaysia and China and visit some of the factories at Foxconn, et cetera, where my products are made. So it was a really great experience. I kind of convinced the company <laughs> that I should get to go over and do that. So, yeah. So tell me, tell our listeners, tell us, what are you working on right now? Sure. So if you could talk about it. Yeah, of course. So no, like I mentioned, I manage these eight product families of enterprise and edge routers. And one of the things that's pretty cool about working at such a large company is you get to work with very large dollar values. So I manage two and a half billion dollars and I do all of the forecasting for those product families. So I do kind of supply and demand analysis and then um, work with marketing, sales and finance teams to help build a forecast and then work with the manufacturing supply chain teams to help implement that forecast. Um, and you try and obviously get it as accurate as possible because if you do too much, they're going to have excess inventory and too little, they're going to have shortages, etc. So it's interesting because I didn't really picture myself in supply chain or operations when I was at Owen or before. And I didn't take any of those classes here. I wish I'd taken the classes they offered on forecasting. But um, what I was telling the kids yesterday is just take some of everything and what you're interested in, because you never know kind of where, what position you're going to end up in. And I learned a lot on the job and I had some really great mentors. And there's a lot of people at Cisco who've been working there for more than 20 years that are very good teachers to um, new hires. So. so it's been a really great place to start your career. Yes. That's, yeah. That's good to hear. So you're in the tech industry, obviously have your hands on some really specific things, products and the tech industry. So tell me, what do you think are some of the high growth areas in tech right now? It's a good question. I mean, I think some of the most interesting things I see coming out of the tech industry, at least at Cisco, there's a huge shift from hardware products into software. Um, and Cisco is kind of transforming itself into offering both, you know, hardware and the routers were kind of the bread and butter of the company and where it made all of its all of its money. But um, right now, you know, you see kind of a shift away from that. And we have a new CEO that started same month I did. And I think he's doing really good job of helping us um, shift that both through acquisition and internal innovation. I think some of the other high growth areas, obviously self-driving cars. So, you know, you see the Googles and the Teslas and probably the Apples getting into that. And I think Cisco and other software companies and hardware companies are going to help provide some of the innovation behind those vehicles. So that's a really high growth area. Anything relating to drones, um, there's a really cool company called Zipline that is delivering blood to rural areas in Africa using drones and saving lives. Um, I think that's just incredible that the technology that we're enabling right now to be able to do that. I think also anything in the virtual reality field is huge. I mean, we don't even know what's going to be possible with that, but super exciting. Um, and then, yeah, anything with artificial intelligence. So there's just, I mean, that's one of the cool things about living in the Bay Area. It's just there's so many different things going on. So many people who are super passionate working on different technologies um, and, you know, a lot of job opportunities that are popping up. So Yesterday you were here um, as a part of our orientation week for the MBAs, MRCs, and MSS. 
Uh, we have what we call Career Day. You were a part of Career Day when you came through. Yeah. Uh, and we do alumni career panels and break them out into functional and in- industry areas. So you were here speaking on our tech panel, which just happened to be um, a panel made up of four women in tech and all own alumni. Yeah. So talk about women in tech and what that's like to be a part of sure. it. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was great testament to kind of Owen and the strength of the school and the alumni, but also just the girls that go here. I mean, we're doing awesome things and having four women on the panel was um, such a great experience. But yeah, I mean, I know that women in tech is kind of this hot topic, you know, you see it on social media, you see kind of these issues at Uber and Google and a lot of these big companies. I would say my experience has been very different to that. It's been very positive at Cisco. You know, even working in supply chain um, and operations, it's very balanced, our ratio of... of uh, male to female. And I've not encountered any sexism, luckily, um, in the workplace. That's not to say it doesn't happen. I think a lot of the problems you hear about are more, you know, in the engineering groups where there is more of a gender imbalance. But I think these companies are taking a lot of steps to help that issue. I heard, I read a really interesting article about, you know, how they're trying to help the pipeline. Really, this problem starts with in schools, right? I mean, And it's places like Owen that are kind of helping. It's like, we need to help girls feel like they can apply to STEM jobs and feel like they have those skill sets. And the more that we can start early, like even elementary school early, getting them involved, like having girls play with toys that are getting them into coding or technology from an early age. Like that's really where it starts. And, you know, I know these companies, they want to have more people apply. It's like, there's a shortage of, you know, in the ideal world, there would be um, perfect balance of diversity and everything. But I think they're taking a lot of steps to help with these issues. I think you see them doing that. And yeah, I think I've just been lucky personally to not really encounter them so far. It's great to hear. Yeah. Um, yeah. And you do hear all the things now. There's a lot of nonprofit work, I think, going on to get women and girls into coding. Yep. Girls Who Code is a great yes. organization. Yeah. Geek Girl Dinners. Like, there's a lot of, even for people my age, there's a lot of um, meetups and organizations in the Bay Area that help get women together and talk about what it's like to work at some of these companies and how we can, you know, help each other and things like that. That's so. a great network. Exactly. Speaking of networks in the Bay Area, talk about the Owen network there. Do you yeah. have, um, do you get to see a lot of people from yeah. Owen? So the Owen network is super strong and growing. And I think that's a testament to kind of how the job market shifted. And people are super excited about moving to the Bay Area and working in tech. It ha- is very strong. We have a great uh, alumni leader, Aaron Fung, who organizes amazing activities for us. We just... Um, had an event at LinkedIn uh, about a couple weeks ago. There was probably 30 Owen alums that came, um, a lot from around my year, 2015, and the year surrounding it, as well as the current interns who are interning out there. So, and I think last year we went to a Giants game. So we do something about every quarter. I see, you know, people from my class all the time, and um, I think it really makes it kind of feel like home, you know, having this really, really strong Owen network. Um, And then, yeah, I mean, I'm very close to a lot of my classmates that I see when I'm back on the East Coast that there's probably five or six of them that came to my birthday at my parents' house in Boston the other week, um, and we just... I'll stay connected, whether that's through talking on the phone or social media. But, um, you know, I think Owen and the classmates, the friends you make here, it's not something that ends when you graduate. That's Those are going to be your friends for life. Mm-hmm. Um, Such a yeah. special time. Exactly. I feel like the culture at Owen 
you know, we market it that way, of course, yeah. but the, what's neat about it is that it's like a real thing. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So what do you miss most about Owen and being in business school? Everything. I mean, coming back to the school here, it's so exciting to see things like the new library. And I feel like I almost went to school four years too, too early because uh, it's so great to see some of the changes they've made just um, with the building and some of the exciting projects they're working on now. But I think, you know, what you miss is having, you know, like 150 of your best friends around all the time because when you leave, people really do scatter and we're, you know, all over the U.S. Um, and, you know, I think we do do a good job of staying in touch, but it's not the same as just walking around, running into people, saying how things are going, you know, and, and really having everyone uh, right here. And then obviously Nashville, it's always fun to come back and visit. It's changing a lot, but I think it still is, you know, one of the best small cities in the country and it's so much fun to come back here and uh, get to experience it all over again. We were talking about just the people at Owen, and we were so excited for you, and we heard really amazing news that happened this year. You were named one of um, the Forbes 30 Under 30, so tell us about that. Like, what was that experience like? What's the process like? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. So, basically, the, the Forbes list, what happened was, when I was a second year at Owen, I started working on, with a a few guys that I'd gone to St. Andrews with had started a startup called Finimize. That's a kind of a financial literacy startup. So it's a daily email that um, synthesizes complex financial news and makes it a lot easier to understand. And I was helping them write some of the articles for the website. And that year, the two founders got on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. And I was like, oh, what's this? You know, well, then the next year I was thinking, well, if they should get got on it, I should at least try, even though, you know, I probably have a 1% chance at this, um, cause it's super competitive, but, um, I kind of like worked with my director at Cisco and my manager and so you basically write these kind of small essays and submit them. And I think I applied on the application deadline or something and was like, Oh, you know what? I'm probably not going to get this, but I ended up getting it, which was amazing. I could not believe it. And I got, I'm in the manufacturing industry category, which was super exciting. And, um, you know, I think the list, it's like, it means nothing and it means everything because for what they've really done, it's really more than a list. It's another alumni network. So, um, we went to a conference in Israel for a week with all the Forbes list makers that were meeting with startups. Um, we went to a town in the West Bank called Rawabi. We're meeting with entrepreneurs there. And, you know, the best part of that was really getting to meet all the other people, and I felt, yeah, it was a little mini Owen experience. Um, I definitely felt like the least interesting person there, but, um, you know, all these other kids are like curing cancer and doing stuff with drones, delivering blood and things like that. And so it was a really great opportunity and, um, they do a very good job of keeping us in touch. So there's an app that we're on, there's a WhatsApp group and a Facebook group and people are very active in it, you know, saying when their startups are hiring people or job opportunities or just, I'm going to be in this city. Is anyone from Forbes there? Like, let's meet up and have dinner. So it's been a really great opportunity. There's another conference in Boston that we're all going to in October. Um, and Cisco has been so supportive of this and, um, you know, let me go to all these events. So yeah, yeah, it sounds like a really great experience. So you would yeah. recommend that people yeah, try Yeah, I would it. highly encourage everyone to apply because it's like if you don't apply, you can't get it. And even if you have a 1% chance of getting it, you know, it's worth it applying because right. that's how I felt. I thought there's no possible chance. It's like, like I said, people carrying cancer on this list. But 
Um, you never know what's going to happen, and you know. So it's another extended network. For it's you. yeah, it's yeah. a great network to have. It's been very, very helpful, and I mean, I'm really excited to see what um, some of these uh, kids end up doing. What advice would you give um, incoming students or current students that just got started this week? What advice would you give? I know you probably gave yeah. some advice yesterday on the panel, but maybe you sure. just give a little summary. Yeah, I mean, I think the advice I'd give is, first of all, don't get stressed out because you will find a job. Everyone finds a job in the end somewhere, even if it's on graduation day, like I did. <laughs> um, and, t- you know, t- find like professors you really like and get to know them. I mean, I'm meeting with Tim Vogus after this, one of my favorite professors from negotiations. And those are people that are going to be helpful to you for the rest of your life. And hopefully you can be helpful to them as well. Second, I would say, you know, in five years time, you're not going to remember the quizzes and tests you took, you're going to remember your time with your classmates. So while the schoolwork is obviously why you're here and super important, um, you want to spend that time really getting to know your classmates, making those connections and making these lifelong friends. Cause that's a huge part of, I think what Owen has to offer and kind of the family experience that we have here and then take advantage of being in Nashville. I mean, it's such a great city. It's such a great place to get involved with different things like startups or the music scene or everything. And, um, it's going to go by so quickly in the blink of an eye, you're going to be graduating. So really, um, enjoy it. That's perfect advice. And um, it was so good catching up with you today. Yeah. Um, you Thanks spent, for having me. <laughs> yeah. You spent a lot of time in my office when you were here I did. as a student. Yeah. And loved having you yeah. back. So thank you so much, Caroline. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks to Caroline and Megan for their time this week. And thank you for listening. You can find more stories and information about Owen by visiting our website, business.vanderbilt.edu, or following at Vanderbilt Owen on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. The views expressed on this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Vanderbilt University or the Vanderbilt Owen Graduate School of Management. Music is provided by Mike Foster. I'm Nate Luce.